Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. From Hollywood. Delaney Brittingham in The Unexpected. The Unexpected. The Unexpected. Life is filled with the unexpected, romantic, tragic, and mysterious endings to our most ordinary actions. Dreams come true, but dreams are shattered by sudden twists of fate in The Unexpected. And now, Delaney Brittingham in Sweet Sixteen, a drama of the unexpected. I hate them, and I hope they suffer forever and forever. I don't care if Mother locks me up here in this attic without supper, I'll still say it. I hate them, and I always will hate them for what they did to me. mother's fault too. She could have married Ted Stanton. He has lots of money. I don't love you, Ted. That's what she said. I sneaked down the stairs and heard her say it. Love. I'd marry a man I couldn't stand if it would mean getting away from this awful house and my awful family. But not mother. She has her pride. So why should I feel sorry for her? And the only reason she sent me to live with the Corbins was because she wanted to get rid of me. Of course, she pretended it was for my own good. The Corbins have a lovely home, Janie, and I'm sure you'll be very happy there. And I'm sure that you'll be very happy to be rid of me for a month, too. Oh, Janie, you shouldn't say things like that. Well, it's true anyway. You just want me to get me out of your hair for a month. That's why you planned this whole visit to Maine, isn't it? No, of course not. I'll miss you very much. But things haven't been too easy for me, Janie, and... And you have seven kids, and you have to work to support them, and you can't afford to send me to summer camp like the rest of the girls in my class, so I have to go and stay with your stuffy old friends in Maine. Helen Corbin is not old. In fact, she's quite a bit younger than I am. Well? Janie, sometimes I wonder... (laughs) You... You just don't love me. You don't love me anymore. Oh. I'll bet you aren't even my real mother the way you act to me. (laughs) All right, Janie. Let's forget about the whole thing. You don't have to stay with the Corbins if you don't want to. Then I can go to summer camp. Can I, Mother? Huh? I didn't say that. You know very well I can't possibly spend that kind of money when your sister needs new clothes. You could do it if you wanted to. Evelyn can wear my old dresses. Well, we'll see. (sighs) 
Of course, the Corbins are very wealthy and know a lot of interesting people. Mr. Corbin produces plays, and, and since you always wanted to be an actress when you grow up, well, I, I thought you might enjoy yourself. But under the circumstances... Oh, never mind, Mother. I'll go. I'll go to the Corbins, all right? You can stop worrying. Can't be any worse than spending the summer in this dump. Nothing can be worse than this dump. The Corbins had a nice house, all right. It wasn't very big, but it sat all by itself on a little spit of land sticking out into the bay. It had a high-peaked roof, and it looked clean and pretty. There were lots of flowers around. I could hear the waves beating against the rocks below as I walked up the path and knocked on the weather-beaten door. Mrs. Corbin answered the door. No butler, no maid. She came herself. Right then, I began to get suspicious. She looked pretty enough for an elderly woman. She must have been 36 or 37, but she was well-preserved, and her voice sounded almost young. Yes? I'm Janie Singer. Oh, hello, Janie. Why didn't you let us know you were coming today? I'd have met you at the station. I didn't expect to be met. I can find my way around. Well, come inside, dear, and I'll show you to your room. Here, let me help you with your suitcase. I'll bring it. Oh, all right. Walter, my husband, is out on the lake sailing. He'll be in for dinner, though. You'll meet him then. I see. And that's it, Janie. Just the three of us. We closed our house in town, and I didn't bring up any of the servants. I thought it would be more fun to do our own cooking and take care of things ourselves. Sort of like camping out. I wouldn't know. I've... Never been on a camping trip. Well, that's too bad. But maybe we can make up for that this summer. Maybe, Miss Corbin. Maybe. Just like camping out, we didn't bring any servants. No, they didn't need to. They had me to do all the work. That was what they wanted me to visit them for, so I'd be a free maid. Why, the first night after dinner, when Mrs. Corbin, or Aunt Helen, as she wanted to be called, was washing the dishes, she shoved a damp towel at me and said, Here, Janie. Suppose you dry, and then we'll get done faster. And the next day, when Uncle Walter was driving into town, he remarked, just casually, of course, What say you come in with me, Janie? And you can buy the groceries for Mrs. Corbin, and we could have lunch at a little place down by the wharf. Make a lark out of it. What do you say? Yeah, just a lark. So I could do their shopping for them. Be a servant for them. I hated him. And I hated her, and most of all, I hated the way they lived. If the Corbins had had kids, they'd go to camps, and to Europe, and to nice finishing schools, but me? I'd never be anything but dirt under their feet. Somebody from a dingy house who they could get to work up in the country for nothing, just because they decided to call it a vacation. I hated them for weeks. And then, I decided to get even. If I could never be happy, if I could never have the things that they did, I'd see that they didn't enjoy them either. I'd fix them. So one 
evening, when Aunt Helen went to bed early, I sat and watched Uncle Walter doing a crossword puzzle. Hmm, about time for you to be asleep, isn't it, Janie? No, not yet, Uncle Walter. I'm not tired. <laughs> well, all right. I guess a few minutes more won't make any difference. Gee, you're swell. Thanks. Thank you, Janie. I'm glad you like being with us. Oh, I like you, Uncle Walter. Hmm? And Helen? You like her, don't you? Well, she's different from you, Uncle Walter. Whenever you're not here, she hardly pays any attention to me at all. Oh? I guess she's nice enough in her way, but she has other things to talk about. Eh? Other things? Oh, sure. All the letters she writes and the long-distance phone calls to New York. Who's Tony, Uncle Walter? Tony Abbott, an old friend of ours. I see. He called yesterday afternoon. Helen told me. What sort of a person is he? Actor. Nice chap. Why? Oh, I just wondered. Aunt Helen sent me outside while she talked to him. Why did you do that, Uncle Walter? Uh, I, uh, haven't any idea. Uncle Walter pretended that he didn't know what I was talking about. But he did, really. And I kept pounding away at him for the next two days. Tony Abbott, Tony Abbott, Tony Abbott. He began to look worried and tired. And when the phone rang several nights later, he grabbed it and told the person on the other end that Mrs. Corbin wasn't home, even though she was standing right beside him. <laughs> they had a fight. It was the first time they'd quarreled since I'd been with them, and the argument went on after I'd gone to bed. I could hear the shouting in their bedroom until three in the morning. They didn't speak to each other at breakfast, except about how the eggs should be fixed. And when Uncle Walter left for the village, Aunt Helen didn't kiss him goodbye. So, I decided that the time had come for me to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with her, too. Aunt Helen? Yes, dear? I couldn't help hearing you and Uncle Walter last night. Oh, I'm sorry we disturbed you. Oh, I didn't mind that. I just hoped you weren't quarreling about me. About you? Yes, I... I thought maybe you found out... What might have I found out about? Oh, nothing. Nothing, Aunt Helen. Just forget it. Go ahead, Janie. I don't think it really meant anything. I'm sorry I mentioned it. I suppose you ought to know. Maybe I should have told you before when it happened, but I just couldn't. I was too ashamed. Ashamed? Yes. Remember last week? The night you went to bed early? I stayed downstairs with Uncle Walter, and I was feeling a little homesick. And I thought he was just being nice and fatherly, but... Oh, Janie, no. He kissed me. And, well, it wasn't a fatherly kiss. I had to slap him and push him away, and I felt all sick inside, and I wanted to leave you both, but he made me promise not to, and he said he'd never touch me again. And he hasn't, Aunt Helen. He's kept his word. So you'll forgive him, won't you? No, Janie. I won't forgive him. Not ever. Served him right, both of them. That's what they got for treating me like a servant. And they're not going to be happy anymore, and all their money won't make them happy. They're going to get a divorce. And I'm glad. I'm so very glad.
You think the story is over, don't you? But wait. Fate takes a hand. Wait for the unexpected. Jean-Paul Desmond is handsome and vigorous. He is one of the world's richest men and is desperate. His beloved wife Erica is dead and he will not let her rest. Jacques Elwal de Monde could be Jean-Paul's twin, except Jacques is 250 years old and dead. Or is he? Jean-Paul and Jacques enter into a pact that unleashes a tide of evil from beyond the grave, which threatens to enslave Jean-Paul and all the people around him. Soul Twin Audios presents Dorothy Daniels' Strange Paradise, Book One, performed by Rachel Polium. Join us for Chapter One on June 9th, only on YouTube. And now for the surprising conclusion of Sweet Sixteen, starring Delaney Brittingham. A Soul Twin Audios recreation with a script written by Robert Labatt and Frank Burt and directed and produced by Rachel Pulliam. So, that's what happened to the Corbins, and it's their fault. Mothers. She could have said something. Mother didn't need to wait until supper tonight before she explained. Well, Janie, it's too bad about Helen and Walter. Is it? Oh, at least from your point of view. How do you mean? Didn't they tell you? Tell me what? Well, that they'd been thinking about a divorce. And Helen thought maybe it was because they didn't have any children. So she arranged for you to spend the summer with them. If it had worked out, they'd have taken you to live with them permanently. And you'd have had servants and trips abroad and college. Everything a girl could hope for. You mean they were planning to keep me as their own daughter? Of course. Didn't they ever tell you, Janie? Sweet Sixteen starred Delaney Brettingham as Janie, with Jerry Eliff as the mother, Victoria Perus as Helen, and Joshua Perus as Walter, with original music composed by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. Sound effects were provided by freesound.org. This is Dean T. Moody, your announcer. Listen soon for another recreation of The Unexpected. If an infinite amount of monkeys with typewriters could create all of Shakespeare's plays in an infinite amount of time, certainly you could create a radio script masterpiece in one month. Take part in Ned's Room, the National Audio Drama Script Writing Month, where you are challenged to create an audio drama script before the end of February. And this year, you get an extra day. What do you get if you succeed? Why, the honor and excitement of knowing you did it! Plus a nifty reward certificate. 
How do you go about entering Ned's room? How would I know? I'm just an announcer and I... Oh, oh, thank you, monkey. Uh, for information, go online to sonicsociety.org slash nadsrim. Where are the bananas? Oh, okay. That's N-A-D-S-W-R-I-M as in National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. And to give you a head start, I offer you a first line for your script. Charlie, shouting, Hey, where did all these monkeys come from? The rest is up to you. Enter today. Not you, stupid infinite monkey.